Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Joseph, and joining me in the show is Daniela from Boom Lab Fitness in Denver, Colorado. Welcome to the show, Daniela. How are you doing today? Hi, thank you. Good, good. Thank you so much. Yeah, I'm very excited to have you on the show today to learn more about your business. But before we dive into the side of, you know, the business side, when you first opened your facility here in Denver, what was the vision you had in mind for it long term? Um, so that's a, that's a funny question because um, we opened in a really strange time um, in the world. So initially, we had wanted to open this gym. We wanted to have um, personal trainers. We wanted to have classes. We wanted to have open gym and just kind of roll with how we had been um, functioning um, in the last gym that I worked at. And then COVID hit. And so things got a little funky and we Mm -hmm. had to kind of like rework some things um, and figure some things out. But, uh, you know, essentially, um, when we sat down, we really wanted to offer a space for all of those things, like I just said, um, we wanted to have group classes, we wanted to offer small group training, independent training, um, open gym, and and basically offer a space that um, everyone could feel really comfortable in, where they weren't shoulder to shoulder with tons of people like the big box gyms, um, but also not as small as some of these one-on-one personal training options. Um, So that was kind of the vision that we had. Okay, so the main vision wasn't to be either like one or the other, but more in the middle of offering all the services you possibly can to your members. So that's awesome. So with that being said, why don't you give the listeners your elevator pitch? So what kind of services do you offer to a certain type of people? Like what's your main demographic, services, all that? Yeah, so um, what we like to tell people is that we are a boutique-style fitness center. Um, And when we say that, what comes to mind is that, you know, we are a smaller community. Uh, We have a smaller uh, membership option. So when uh, we say that, we mean that we only offer 120 total memberships at a given time. So Mm -hmm. with that being said, it does give you that smaller community vibe, a different feel than you know, walking into a space where you don't usually know people, it gives you the comfortability of uh, seeing people that you see on a somewhat regular basis, getting to know people you work out around, um, and and just a more comfortable environment altogether. But we still offer the services that a bigger box gym does offer, um, along with the higher caliber quality of uh, equipment and things like that at the same time. Okay, awesome. So max cap is 120. So mm-hmm. right now, how many clients are you currently serving? I believe that we're at 87 right now, um, which is also a very comfortable number for us. Once we get to that 120 uh, member cap, we will then uh, put people on a wait list system. So if they do want to wait for a space um, to be able to have that type of gym that I was just explaining to you. Um, mm-hmm. Then once somebody is to leave that space, we would then call in that order to offer um, a space available. Okay. So max cap is 120 right now, 87. And I'm just kind of curious, like why exactly do you have like a max cap with your facility? We just wanted to be able to keep that community small. Um, we, so going into that, we are a smaller facility. We are a warehouse gym. 
Um, and so we don't ever want people to come in and feel like they're unable to get their workout done in an efficient amount of time or that they're waiting a long time for equipment. Um, we're not tiny, but we're also not BASA. We're not 24 hour fitness. So, um, you know, we have limited, uh, equipment. Um, we were able to put in nicer equipment, but we did keep it fairly limited. So we don't want there to ever be so many people in the gym that they're unable to get a pair of dumbbells that they need or get on the Smith machine or the power rack. Um, you know, waiting at times and working in with people is understandable, but if you come in and there's, you know, a group of people on the power rack for over an hour, making it so that you're unable to get that workout in, which was a common thing that I encountered at those gyms like Vasa mm -hmm. and 24 hour fitness. A lot of people. We just never wanted to have that op you know, happen to people. Um, I can't tell you how many times that I've gone to, uh, you know, I was a longtime member at Vasa and we would oftentimes go there to work out and You'd be trying to superset something and someone would jump in on Won't the be able to. Not, there's so many people. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and not be very kind about the fact that you're trying to work in with them. We always wanted to offer that um, smaller community vibe so that, you know, you could coordinate with the people around you, um, get your workout in in a good amount of time, um, and also cater to a lot of the businesses that are near us because we know that a lot of those people are the ones participating in our memberships for Open Gym. And they have limited amounts of time. Usually they're coming on their lunch break or they're trying to get home. And so they're trying to hit a gym that's really convenient on their way home and still make it home to their family or their second job or other obligations. So um, that's kind of our reasoning for wanting to stay a smaller boutique option. Okay, awesome. So really just keeping it personalized to each client and not getting too big where if someone comes in and someone's using a piece of equipment, they don't get angry and say, oh, this gym is horrible because you know there's no availability. Okay. So yeah. you mentioned, you know, you had PT. So what percentage of like your, you know, your business revenue comes from the PT side? I would actually say about 70% of our business is coming from our personal training side of things, um, which also goes into your question that you just asked. A lot of times when people are just starting a fitness journey um, mm -hmm. and maybe are a little bit insecure, they also don't want to be around a ton of people who they then are even heightened in that insecurity. They want to be able to work on their fitness goals in an environment that feels safe and comfortable for them. Um, so with not having a massive amount of people, we can let our trainers really cater to their clients uh, as they are about 70% of that, like 100% of our membership. Um, and that just makes them feel even more confident in being in a space that there's not, you know, tons of people who look like, man, they all know what they're doing and what am I doing here? it really makes it a lot more comfortable for them. 100%. Okay. So you mentioned that you have some trainers. So how many trainers do you have at your facility right now? Right now there's myself um, as well as three other full-time trainers. And then we do have one uh, sort of online coach mm -hmm. um, who does a lot of lifestyle and online coaching. And uh, she then brings her online clients in a couple times a month to be able to do what she calls touch-up training. So okay. she's more on the wellness side, um, whereas then the other three trainers and myself are really on the in-person uh, lifestyle transformation through the gym side of things. Okay. So with those, you know, three full-time trainers, are they more of a W-2 or more of a 1099 trainer at your facility? Yeah. So they're all 1099 trainers, including myself. Um, we are all independent businesses. And I love that about our facility because we offer... Uh, basically a home for their business so that they can come in, they can train the way they want to train. 
they can run things the way they want to run them. They can charge what they want to charge and they can develop the schedule that works for their life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, we've got all ranges of personalities uh, within these coaches and their lives are very abundant outside of their jobs, which I love as is mine. So you know, it's for good. me, uh, yeah. For me, I have a 10-year-old. She is a competitive cheerleader. And with that comes a huge commitment. She herself is at her cheer gym five days a week between two and a half to three and a half hours um, per (laughs) evening. And being able to be a strong part of her life and get her ready for cheer, get her there, you know, and and be a part of that uh, is huge for me. Mm -hmm. It's also made it so because I get to formulate my own schedule, I can... Uh, do an online homeschooling program with her, uh, which fits our family really well. And so I want to encourage that within these other trainers. So they're all independent business owners. Um, Like I said, they completely run their own thing. And I love that for them. That's awesome. So in terms of the trainers at your facility, how do you, you know, charge them? Do you rent out the space or you get a percentage of their, you know, revenue from their clients? What does that look like? So with personal training, um, they're able to either decide if they're going to be a full-time or part-time trainer, Mm -hmm. and that means how many hours or sessions that they're doing per week. If they're doing 15 sessions or less per week, then that qualifies them to be a part-time trainer. If they're doing more than 15 sessions a week, then they're considered a full-time trainer. Um, So they're able to decide which they're going to be. As soon as they start to go over that 15, then we transition them, but their rent is based on if they're full or part-time. So we do have two flexible options for them. Um, Full-time trainers pay a small or a larger rent than the part-time trainers. And then if they want to run uh, group classes that they're marketing, we help market them. But if they want to bring in people that may not want to be necessarily a client, but they want to come in and take their class, um, then they do a 20% of their earnings to us at the gym in addition to their rent to be able to run those kind of larger groups, usually eight people or more. Okay. Okay. Interesting. So with each trainer, because you mentioned you have like three, you know, full-time along with yourself and the online, but more like the in-person, how many Mm -hmm. clients does each trainer, you know, service? So it really depends. I mean, when it comes to the training side of things, we consider a a session a session. If you want to have four people in that session, that's fine. If you want to have one person, two people, um, a session is a session. That also says whether it's 30 minutes or an hour. Um, So it really depends. Uh, Say that we've got a trainer who's doing their entire schedule is four people each session then they are going to have a higher clientele than say somebody who does strictly one-on-one or two-on-one. So again, it just goes back to the trainer and them being able to customize that. Um, For example, right now, I have about 22 people on my roster, but then we have another trainer um, who's just more in the beginning phases of rebuilding their clientele and they've got about six or seven and they'll add incrementally as they feel able to add people on. Um, So it just, it really depends. Okay. So really, you know, kind of like, kind of like you just said, it kind of depends on what the trainer wants to do moving forward. If they want to have a large amount or a small amount. Okay. So, and you mentioned marketing. So I'm curious, what do you currently do for marketing to get people, you know, through your doors? 
thing that we have found in the fitness industry is that, and, and I guess just really in the world right now is that people love social media. 100%. It's in their hands all the time. Yep. It's always in their faces. It's, you know, their screen is always on in some way, shape or form. So um, we market on all of the various social media platforms. Um, my co gym owner uh, is also a videographer and photographer. And so mm -hmm. he offers all of his services to our trainers uh, for signing on with us. Yep. Um, how that usually works is we give them the content, but we also then use the content. Um, so it kind of goes full circle because the gym then gets the exposure from them and their audience. They get the exposure from us and our audience. Um, and so it all goes hand in hand to be able to shuttle more clients into them um, as well as into the gym, which again, could then become more clients for them. So um, we do photo shoots and video shoots usually about once a month for our trainers as they see fit, um, whether that's a video photo shoot of them training a client or them training themselves or doing, uh, you know, an educational piece or something along those lines, uh, they're able to use those services. Um, then we also have a website where we uh, will feature our trainers, their biographies, um, and then uh, we in, we uh, get inquiries for people who are interested in training through the gym, and we usually like to delegate those off to the trainer that we feel would kind of best fit that client, whether it's for their schedule or their needs. Um, we all do kind of similar things, but we also mm -hmm. all have our little you know, specialties in a sense of what we do. And so uh, it makes it pretty easy to say, oh, you would be a great fit with this person or this person. And how we see it is if they're successful, we're successful. It all just completely goes hand in hand. 100%. So it really sounds like you really attack that organic side of the social media. So along with that, do you also do paid advertising or do you only stick to the organic side of social media? We will do pay it to advertising. I think it's a great way to reach more people. Um, so occasionally we'll run a Google ad or, uh, you know, things that way. Um, but we do like to put money behind social media ads because, again, that's just what we've found most people are finding us on. Um, and this has also gone from a lot of conversations that we've had with the trainers individually of, hey, how are people finding you? Um, and so, you know, that's the most popular way right now. Um, so we'll follow it, but I'm sure if in the future something changes and there's something new that could be utilized, uh, you know, we'll be the first to kind of jump on that because we always want to stay relevant for our trainers. Yeah. Because, you know, in this day and age, the trends come and go really quickly. Um, oh, but so fast. in terms of the paid advertising, that is the best way to get people into your door, especially through Facebook and Instagram. So I'm glad that you realize that Absolutely. and you understand what the future looks like. So second to, second to last question here for you, Daniela, you know, in the fitness and gym world, there are three pillars to business. So the first being lead generation and acquisition. So getting people through your door and ultimately turning them into new members. Mm -hmm. Second being retention. So having those new members stay for the long term, five to 10 years. The third being ascension. So having those, you know, paying members increase their overall lifetime value. So adding supplements, you know, upgrading their program, having them spend more money with you. Out of those three, where do you think you can improve the most on? Um, well, you know, I think that, uh, I guess in a sense, probably lead generation and a big part of what comes to mind for me right now is just that we uh in our location we are in an industrial area we are a little bit tucked away so um being able to be in the public eye beyond in social media 
uh, leads has been something that we have found to be a challenge just because um, because of that location. So uh, I think that's something that our team is working on focusing on now. Um, and what's been really great is that we have seen some improvement by way of just having been there for a little while and uh, Google reviews have been really great. But I think yeah. that we can always improve upon that because our trainers bring people in and our trainers are very qualified and, and great at their jobs. And so essentially they're keeping people there for the long term um, and us keeping our trainers happy, which we strive for, then keeps them there longer. So I think that that would probably be the one that um, we're thriving in the most. But uh, lead generation, I think, is always challenging too in the fitness industry because it you is know, the, the hardest thing is, to do yeah. in the in business in general. So, so yeah. Well, so fitness is so popular right now that you know you really have to stand out also um, because it it's a it's a very saturated market. I don't necessarily want to say oversaturated, but it sure is saturated, and uh, you've got to stand out. And so that's something that uh, we're constantly working on, and it feels like an ever evolving thing. Exactly. I'm happy that you realize that because there are a lot of people <laughs> out there spreading misinformation, and you know. Utilizing that, that, you know, paid advertising lead gen really helps to get people in front of you and to ultimately serve them correctly. So that's good. So yeah, last definitely. question for you here, you know, paint me and the listeners a picture. What are your short-term and long-term goals for your gym business? So, you know, I think opening multiple locations eventually so that we can continue to support uh, and offer a, a platform and a home for independent personal training is our long-term goal. Mm -hmm. Right now, obviously, we're just one location, but long-term, we really want to have additional locations that all function uh, the same way as we do, mm -hmm. offering a home to those businesses that, you know, these trainers want to serve their clients in a way that a lot of the big box gyms um, and, you know, the, the W2 gyms sometimes don't. I know with the W2 gyms, whether they're a big boss or independently owned gym, a lot of times uh, the trainer doesn't get to do exactly what they want to do. There's usually a, a fitness manager who oversees their programming um, or, you know, is making a schedule. Uh, there's floor hours and things that cut into their lives that they may be trying to do other things and build their business uh, additional ways outside of just being in the gym. Um, so, you know, long term, we really want to open more facilities that really encourage independently owned small training businesses um, and, and just see them thrive. Awesome. Well, Daniela, I think it's a great place to start to wrap things up here in this episode. But before we sign off, where can the listeners find you on social media and your website? Yeah, so our gym is at Boom Lab Fitness on Instagram and Facebook. Um, if you'd like to follow me personally, I'm on Instagram at Daniela Rose Fitness. Um, and on our Boom Lab Fitness page, you can also check out any of our trainers who all are awesome business owners themselves. They run a great uh, program and all of that. So yeah, you can check us out there. Um, and that's, that's probably our best way. <laughs> awesome. Well, Daniela, I appreciate you for hopping on the podcast today and sharing your story. And to everyone who else tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. And don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. And if you're interested in joining us to talk about your gym, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, until next time, Gym Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, 
head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is JJ Hernandez. And joining us on the show today is a very special guest. It is the one and only Miranda with the Workout Warehouse out of Michigan. Miranda, what is going on? Happy Wednesday. How are you feeling today? Hey, good morning. I'm feeling good. How are you? Always good. Every day is a good day. Uh, we appreciate you being here. We're excited to have you on. And I think we're about ready to dive into the nitty gritty here of what you have going on with the workout warehouse. So I'll start with the bare bones basics here. You know, uh, Miranda, how many members are you serving currently? Uh, so currently right now we're hanging right around 115 members, um, mostly for small group training, uh, group fitness and personal training as well. Gotcha. Gotcha. And so for you, Miranda, I mean, what's been the best method to get people interested through your doors? So obviously that's the hardest part, right? Is getting people to enter the doors. Um, so many times people say, I drive past you guys all the time, but I've never actually stopped in or I didn't know you were here. So, I mean, word of mouth is obviously the best way to find new members and yeah get them through the door we've tried some advertising uh in the past but generally word of mouth is definitely the way to go gotcha gotcha and and i'm curious you know um you know with the members you're at now right at that number you have in your head let's say hypothetically speaking of course leads traffic clients all these things were hypothetically unlimited how much higher could you go I think we could handle around 150 with our space. Um, in the summertime, we were right around 135. If I did take on 150, I would definitely be adding more classes onto the menu and probably stretching myself a little more thin than I already am, which is fine. I'm not against the hustle. It's a, it's a great thing. But, you know, also finding the balance between work life and home life at the same time. That's where the real uh, challenge lies. But where we're at right now, we could definitely afford to bring on some more members. Um, I have 23 spin bikes in the gym and you know some of those are going empty on the weekends which obviously is anything that we want to see so now it's like trying to come up with new ways to uh, get those old members back or just to keep things interesting by adding on different classes whether it's changing the names of the classes to make it sound like more fresh and more interesting or um, you know teaming up with other local businesses to just find ways to bring awareness not only to to our business, but their business as well. I love that. Yeah, I think that's important where you can become like a, a community staple there and, and, and work amongst each other. Yeah. Um, now, let's say this, let's say short-term slash long-term, we'll go like a little hybrid of the both five, 10 years down the road, um, you know, Miranda from here, where do you want to be? I mean, like, you know, what's the bigger picture for you? So the bigger picture for me would be to hire more employees so I don't have to do as much. Uh, teaching the classes and being part 
of the workout warehouse is what makes, you know, the gym what it is, right? You're bringing your personality, your growth, you know, your knowing the members, knowing them all by name. And that really makes a difference as far as like that community aspect goes. But, you know, outside of that, if I could bring somebody in to clean for me, <laughs> to run the social media, it would just take so much more off of my shoulders. And um, then being able to focus on the aspect of the business that really makes you fall in love with doing what you do. So are you a, a one woman team here? I'm a one woman show. Wow. I'm the, all the hats. Wow. Okay. <laughs> um, that's impressive. And you, I mean, I guess you got to add, you know, gym owner and superhero to the resume. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I wow. do it all. I mean, and I try and like, I always give myself one day off a week. Um, okay. Occasionally I don't have to come in on Saturdays, which will give me that second day off. Um, but other than that, you know, it's like, now you have to find time to, I need a vacation too, or I want to go away in the summer too. So it's like making sure you have those team members with you who are willing to help out in case I need to go away. So we're, we're getting there, you know, it's, it's, it's a work in progress, but I'm able to take vacations and I'm able to get away for a little bit. You just gotta be able to let go a little bit. Yeah, no, I agree. I think that's super important. Um, and I, I just think it, it's a matter of how can you make your job easier, right? Through that delegation. I think it's also, I mean, you can correct me if I'm wrong here, but I, I have been in your shoes and it's, it's that fear of delegation that can they do it as good as I do, you know? Um, yeah. And I think with the classes, you know, obviously every instructor brings something a little different to their table, but mm -hmm. when people sign up for a class to see you, to be with you because they like your style of teaching, Right the cleaning and all that, like, I feel like I can find somebody else to do that. No problem. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> but so it's a matter wanna... of, do I want to pay somebody to do it or am I okay just doing it? You know, yeah. it's like if memberships are down a little bit, if they're dipping, uh, like, how do I justify paying another person to come through the door? Exactly. Exactly. Which kind of leads me to my next question. Um, a little bit of a longer winded question here, but a good question in itself. Um, you know, are, are there's technically three pillars of business we use most prominently in the fitness and gym world, right? That's going to be one, your lead generation, which is just your marketing, right? Two, it's going to be your acquisition, which is your sales, right? Getting somebody to go from an interested client to a paying client. And then we have number three, which is your retention and ascension, which is keeping your clients longer, but getting them to buy more from you in that process. So of those three, Miranda, where do you feel like you can improve the most? Uh, probably with the third one, um, I have a lot of good software companies that I'm working with right now that, um, you know, help me with my leads and help me to stay on top of those and tracking those with the text messages, the emails, you know, um, just like a quick check-in text. Um, but as far as like um, running extra like programs at the gym that would take up more time, but in the process, bringing in more you know, money from those members, that's where the challenge in lies for me personally. Yeah. Uh, for a lot of my trainers, you know, this isn't a full-time job for them. It's a part-time thing. They just do it because it's what they love to do, you know, so they're teaching maybe one or two classes a week. 
um, asking them if they can commit to like a week long booty camp, you know, might not necessarily be something that they're interested in, although it would generate money for me and put some extra money in their pocket at the same time, you know, it might not always be something that they're interested in doing. So, yeah. No, and I think I one I want to say I appreciate the honesty and transparency. I think that's super important, right? I think it's a big perspective shift for the viewers because I think when they, you know, they see how many members you're at and what you're doing now, they're like, well, there's more that you can do. But I think there is always room for improvement. So I thank you for that. Yeah, absolutely. I've got one more question for you, Miranda. My favorite sure. question of the day. You know, if you can go back in time here to when you first started the gym. Sit yourself down with the knowledge you have now and give yourself that one piece of advice you think you really needed to hear when you first started. What would that advice be for you? What advice would I give in myself? Um, I would say maybe not to be as hard on myself. When I so I took over ownership during the pandemic. We were okay. working out outside. I think the two previous owners were they kind of like were able to step back and be like, hey, this is kind of nice having all this extra time to myself. And I had been teaching classes there for right around 10 years. So they had always told me, you know, kind of keep in the back of the mind, maybe you might have some more opportunities uh, to come up. So then they ended up offering me to take over ownership. And um, it was it was a lot, you know, but it was something I was able to do. And now I've been able to be home and put my son to bed every night. So that was like a major thing for me. And then in the back of your head too, you're like, if you don't try it, you'll always wonder like what would have happened. Right. So, um, just kind of like trusting in myself and knowing, and, and you really have to allow yourself to be vulnerable and put yourself out there, you know, to these people. Um, but it's been a great process so far. It's definitely more rewarding than I ever would have imagined it to be. You know, people come up to you and are like, oh, you know, I can do this and I owe it all to you or you're changing my life. And, you know, and I'm like, I didn't do anything. Like, I'm just here, like supporting you. And you're the one who put in all that work. And, you know, it's just so great to see. You don't really think that you're having that impact on people's lives, but you are. So it's, it's been a great, it's been a great process, challenging, but really good. Yeah. You're genuinely in the business of changing lives. I mean, that's really what it is, you know, and, and we couldn't have said it any better there. Look, Miranda, it's a good place to wrap things up on this episode, but before we sign out, I mean, please, if you have any social media, Facebook website, anything at all, let the viewers know, where can they find out more about you and the gym? Sure. So we're on um, Instagram with the workout warehouse, as well as Facebook, the workout warehouse. Um, and other than that, I mean, oh God, I can't even think about diving into TikTok and all those other things right now. So <laughs> just those two at the moment, but we'll talk about diving into something a little beyond that at another point. Yeah. I absolutely appreciate your time and contribution to the podcast. I look forward to seeing what you can accomplish down the road. If you don't mind sticking around for two more seconds here, Miranda, I just want to let you know how you can get the podcast. I'd really appreciate it. I'm sure. just going to go ahead and sign everybody else out over here, okay? Great. Thank you. Awesome. And to everybody else who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit the like and subscribe button. And if you want to come in, join us and talk about your fitness business, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, till next time, Jim Lords out.
Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords Podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Brooke. Joining me on this show is Teresa from Fire Within Fitness Studio in Leicester, New York. Welcome to the show. How are you today? I'm good. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to finally get you here and to learn more about what you're doing over at your fitness studio um, but before we kind of dive into the nitty gritty details and, you know, go down that path, I would love to hear a little bit of background, Teresa, because it's always interesting to hear people's why. So what was it that led to you going and opening up your studio? Well, um, I've always been interested in fitness, but in around 2007, I joined a local gym and I enjoyed it. And then uh, maybe, I don't know what year, I started working for another gym and I taught spinning and I realized that I could do this and that I could do it. I was teaching in a town that's very much bigger than our town. And I knew that I didn't have to have that much clientele for me to be happy. Ooh. I was a bus driver. I was not making very much money. So I'm like, I know I'm going to probably make more money than I do right now. And I'm good at this. So I'm going to try. So I just opened my own business. Okay. So that's kind of how you started this off. And now you've been running Fire Within Fitness Studio. How many years have you been in business? since 2012. Okay. So you've been doing this since 2012. Give us your best elevator pitch of Fire Within Fitness Studio. Tell us who you are, what kind of services that you provide. Paint a picture of who you are for us. Okay. Well, we, I'm not a private studio, but it's a small studio. Um, you get one-on-one care, even in a group, group class because I care about people. So I might have people with a knee injury or a back injury. I have people from their 20s all the way into their 70s in the same class. So it's curtailed to each, you know, each person, each level. Um, there are classes that are known to be harder than others, but um, we, we invite everyone and you are going to be cared for. So 
I don't know, we, we have several different type of classes. We have spinning, we have weightlifting, we have boxing, we have core classes, and we just started yoga classes. A pretty big variety there of classes. And people love that group, love group fitness because it's motivating for them to work out with friends or with people by themselves by their side. And, um, you know, from a business perspective, it's pretty cool because we can fit quite a few people in the studio at one time and have a decent amount of members with us. Um, so it sounds like that, you know, group class is your bread and butter. Do you guys offer personal training at all as the business currently stands? Yes, I do personal training, but I don't do very many anymore. I uh -huh. currently don't have very many. I prefer myself prefer the classes as well because I love the back and forth and we're really a small community and we know each other fairly well and then if somebody new comes in and they don't know us they integrate like quite quickly and there's a lot of banter and we still work hard so it's fun I think it's fun yeah that sounds awesome um, do your, do, I know you have some coaches that coach your classes with you. Do any of them do personal training in the space at all? Or is it just you that does it? No, it's just me. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, it's fine because your, your bread and butter is the, the personal training side of things. That's what you do. I mean, the group fitness side of things, that's what you do and you do really well. And it's okay to have that niche. We don't have to have our toes dipped in every, in everything, um, in order to be successful. So, um, talk to us about the members here. What does the membership look like? Do you have just one level membership? Is there different tiers to your membership? Kind of what options do you have available for your clients? So we run in eight week sessions and you join for eight weeks and you pay a certain amount. If it's one class a week, you pay a certain amount. If you take two a week, it reduces slightly per class. And then three a week, four a week. I have a woman who comes like nine times a week. That means a lot of days she comes twice a day. Because okay. um, I'm only open Monday through Saturday. So... I, want, I run an eight-week sessions, and you join for that eight weeks. I do have people that just do walk-ins, but that's, that's not my majority. Most people join for the full eight weeks. I find it, that they're, if they paid for it, then they're going to come. Yep. I like the idea of the eight-week kind of session. Does, is there anything else included in that other than their classes? Like, do they get nutrition, accountability, any sort of additional resources? They get accountability, but they don't get nutrition. And I'm glad you said that because that's my next step. I want to get um, somebody in here that's a nutritionist to work with the people because when they go home, they can eat whatever they want. They do whatever they want. And then sometimes they look at you and they're like, I come and work out. Why am I not losing weight? Well, I can't hold your hand. You know what I mean? So yeah. I would like to get into that part next. Yeah, I think that that's huge. I mean, the accountability as well. If we can offer the fitness element, that's just a part of their health and fitness journey. People need to be held held accountable and, and motivated because for mo most people, the hardest part is just showing up 
And then we need to teach them how to fuel themselves because if they're not fueling themselves properly, they're not going to see results. When our members aren't seeing results, that's when they leave and, and go somewhere else. So the more value that we can provide them, the longer that they're going to stick around because they're going to be seeing results. They're going to be really, really happy. Um, so currently, how many members do you guys have at the facility? That's funny I asked that because when uh, Mitch asked me that the other day, I didn't know. I don't keep track. I'm very um, not a technological person, and I'm very just hands-on I meet with my members and whatnot and I have no idea so I I counted yesterday and it's about 50. okay so it's a small it's a small studio yeah you've got about 50 members would you say that all 50 of those are actively utilizing their membership yes I don't have anybody that doesn't show That's there awesome. might be somebody that misses a lot of their classes, maybe one or two people miss, you know, and then they make up or no, I think everybody uses it. Well, that says a lot about the, the fulfillment piece, the product, people love your product. So they're going to come in and utilize it. Um, so, you know, with, I would, be, I would, I'm sorry, sorry I didn't interrupt you. Go ahead. No, you can continue. Okay, um, I would be very upset and I would be contacting them if they didn't come. I call mm -hmm. them or I text Good. them and say, Are, is everything okay? Um, I noticed that you haven't been in. I contact them. So there's a little bit of accountability in there mm -hmm. as well. Yeah, yeah, that's so important. Um, so with 50 members, I know you are a smaller studio, but is 50 a position where you feel pretty comfortable or ideally would you like to have some more members have more faces in the facility i'm comfortable here but i was but now i'm willing to make it more because i have enough girls working for me those classes could be filled more and my goal is to get all of my classes full and then expand do yeah. I personally want to work more, 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 more? No, right. I want my classes that I teach to stay pretty much at the number that they are. And I want to step back and do more of the running of the business. Yeah, absolutely. That's such an important, important thing. And I think that it, you can definitely scale this business without it costing you, the owner of the business, a heck of a lot of more time. If anything, we scale the business, we get more people in the front door or we, you know, sell them on higher ticket packages or whatever, so that it is more realistic for you to step away. A lot of times people have a hard time stepping away just because they haven't scaled it to the position where it makes sense for them to like spend less time out of the business. So since you are in a position now where you have a good amount of coaches, you have some people that can lead the classes, what are you actively doing to get new faces in the front door of the studio? So um, my girls that work for me share the new schedule and the information that I provide on their Facebook pages. And just last week, we got 10 new people, no, two weeks ago, we got 10 new people in one, in 
two classes, like 10 new people all together. And I was like, where are all these people coming from? And it was because my girls actively shared the schedule on their Facebook page. They talk about it. So that's working, but I'm starting a newsletter as well. And I'm hoping that that works. This summer I ran a program for teachers I invited because they're off during the summer. I invited them at a reduced cost to take a certain amount of classes per week uh, for the whole summer. So I got a couple teachers. I'm just trying to trying to feel it out, trying to do different things. Yeah, I think it's really, really difficult um, to um, kind of figure out what it is that will work best to kind of feed people in through the front door. Do you guys utilize your, like, do you have a website, social media? Is that something that you guys utilize at all right now? There's the next thing is I've never had a website, so I could definitely start one of those. And, but I utilize uh, social media. Yeah. Cause I, I believe that it's one of the biggest things. Yeah, especially in in 2022, it is. It's the most, the the number one best way for us to kind of get people in the front door. Um, if Because so many people are spending way too much time on social media, especially post-COVID. So if we can yeah. utilize that area to pull people in, it could be huge for us. Um, I've seen a lot of personal success with social media and utilizing like the actual advertising feature on those platforms to specifically pull in the clientele that I'm looking for. So our average client is usually like 80 uh, ladies age 35 through 45. That's like what we commonly see. So when we run ads, we target that demographic to get people in the front door and it works really, really well. Um, so I would be interested in seeing how that works as for you guys, as you continue to scale, um, you definitely have the coaches for it. Cause you said you have six coaches, right? Yes. Yeah. And it's interesting. You said that because I've never used the advertising part of it. I just put it on there, but I will start that. I never have used where they say that you can put it out to more people. I've never done that. So I would like to learn more about that. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I, I think it's, it's huge if we can utilize that and it, it takes minimal effort on our behalf, um, to like put this out there to pull people in the front door. Um, you know, it takes minimal effort on our behalf and, um, we can get a return on our investment and our time. Uh, it's the best feeling. Uh, you know, there's a lot of methods out there that people utilize to grow, like going to farmer's markets, going out in the community, things like that. And that's going to cost us a lot of time. And time is the only thing in our life that we can never earn back. Once it's gone, it's gone. So if we can just do something that's going to cost us minimal time and we'll get a good return on that investment, it's a really, really good feeling. Um, yeah. Yes. But before we run out of time here, I want to ask you a few more questions. So my next question that I have top of mind here would be, what would you consider, Teresa, to be your biggest business-related bottleneck? Like if you had to look at the business right now, what would you say is the biggest challenge that you're facing? And what are you going to try to do to overcome that? 
I would say the biggest challenge that I have right now is getting new people in the door. Um, and like I said, I think that I'm going to do exactly what I have been doing is stepping out more like doing the newsletter. I've gotten a line of clothing started. I started selling CBD products. I'm starting to utilize like it's small business Saturday, the Saturday after Thanksgiving, I'm going to have an event there. I'm holding more events. Mm. And I that I had a healing circle last month that went off really well. So I'm going to have one of those every eight weeks and possibly more if people request it. Um, I'm going to try to get out of the box that I've kind of set myself in. And I started to um, introduce yoga. The first class had 11 people in it. So clearly people want yoga. So now we've started a second class. So I'm going to try to like introduce new classes. Okay. I think that that's a really good idea. The more, the more we're offering, the more value we can bring, the larger audience we can target. It, you know, there might be somebody in your community who's specifically looking for yoga or, you know, something like that. And if you're offering it, they're going to come to you and then they'll come to you for the yoga and realize that you offer a whole lot more than just yoga and then they're bought in. Um, so that's, that's a really, really great idea. Um, and now that we've kind of discussed that, I want to talk about, you know, the future. So ideally I hand you a magic wand, all your dreams, all your goals for the business came true. Teresa, what would that picture look like? That a lot more people know about it and that a lot more people come and I'm able to have my girls run the place and I can go away for a month with my husband and not have to worry and not have to be on my phone, scheduling, you know, doing the whole thing myself. I'd rather have somebody else do it for me that I trust. And to have all the classes full, more classes. Yeah, so ideally like your goal, and it's a good one because I think that there are many people that are in this position, like you, you've been doing this for a little while and ideally like you want the business continue to grow and scale, but you wanna step out a little bit. And, um, I think that's so important because like, you got to take care of yourself too. And like your personal goals and des desires in life, if you're able to step away from the business a little bit, what opportunities does that open up for you personally? What kind of things are you hoping to do with your extra time? I would like to be able to go away on vacation, but grow my business so that I can afford to go away on vacation, you know, mm -hmm. and just see the world. That's what I would like to do. I would like to see the world. Yeah. I, I think that that would be amazing. Right. Um, ideally, you know, the business is bringing in enough where you can step away, work on the business remotely from any place in the world. Um, but yeah. just enjoy, enjoy your life. And so what has to happen within the current business model? What do you need to focus on right now to make this idea of stepping away, vacationing more, things like that a reality? So when you said before, what did I feel like needed to be worked on? The thing is, people still don't know about this. Yeah. It's 
it seems like it's a private gym. And that's because I have not put myself out there. When I go places, I don't announce that I own a gym. I think that I'm going to have to step out in every avenue, like you said, on social media, like posting and getting it way out there um, so that I can get more people in here and for the community to, to know that it's even here because a lot of people do not know it's here. Yep. And I think 85% so. of gym owners, fitness business owners, we deal with the same struggle. It's like, how do we get the word out? How do we show people that, that we're here and how do we gain their interest, right? How do we actually get them in? Um, and so that's huge. And I appreciate you sharing that. And there's a lot of things that we can do within our community. I'm not sure how big Leicester, New York is. Is it a big town? Is it small, kind of in the middle? Very small, very small. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And even like I grew up in small town, New England. So I understand, you know, small town living, right? I think in my entire town, there was like 2,500 people or something very ridiculous like that. Um, but there are things that exist in my hometown that I never even knew were there just because, you know, there were a lot of times if we're not actively looking, we're not going to find it. Um, so there's a lot of things that, that can be done to kind of increase that overall awareness of our brand and kind of get the word out. But want to ask you, Teresa, what would be a word of advice that you would share with somebody who was new to the health and fitness industry? I, for me, it's being genuine. I be genuine and people will come and want to be, don't try to be somebody you're not, because if you do then you'll constantly get questioned. If you are who you are and you're secure in who, what you offer, be secure in what you offer because then you will have the right people in your gym. Mm -hmm. that's, if you're that's... trying to fake, yeah. If you're trying to fake something, it's gonna come out. Like, you know, I just have, <laughs> I to be super tough and my tolerance for any BS was really, really small. And as I've aged, I've become softer. I still can be very tough, but in a loving way. And I've actually always been loving, but I've softened over the years. And I think uh, certain people appreciate that, you know, and then the people that want a tough class kind of funnel over here to this other class that I might teach. Be genuine. That's what I say. Yeah, that's huge. Um, you gotta, you gotta really believe in what you do and, and you have to be real and you have to genuinely want to, to be there and want to make a change in people's lives. Um, it is a relationship building business. And so we yes. have to be real if we want to build those relationships. So I always, um, I always appreciate that. Um, you know, hearing everybody's advice at the end of the show here. Um, where can our listeners go on Facebook if they want to find find you guys, follow the studio, uh, follow your journey? Okay. It's Fire Within Fitness Studio in Leicester, New York. 
Awesome. Excited to go check it out. Teresa, it's been a pleasure hearing from you today, learning from you. Um, I, I really, really appreciate your time and listeners. Thank you for tuning in. Don't forget guys, if you want to stay notified about future episodes, hit like, and subscribe. And if you want to join us for an episode here at the gym Lords podcast, fill out the link in the description. We'll get in touch with you soon as always until next time, gym Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets, at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, Tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.